songs. Three songs. Three songs. Three songs. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. 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 Three songs. Hey, it's the November 27th, 2017 edition of Three Songs Podcast. It's not Bob and Mike, at least not no. this episode. It's uh, This is Mike Hogan. I'm here with a special guest, the uh, the guy who recorded that intro, Mr. Jack Houston. Welcome, Jack. Hi, Mike. That song needs a, we need to put some shakers on that song. Hey, well, you do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do. <laughs> Uh, but thanks for joining, you know, uh, yeah. you and I, uh, if you, if those listening who don't know either of us personally, uh, they don't know, we, we go what, 20, 25 years back, man. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I just said the F bomb already. Yeah. That's all right. That's okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I won't hold it against you, but, uh, uh, for everybody new to us or to you or me, um, I'm going to ask you a few questions to kind of at least prove why you're here in Bob's space. Bob is on tour for a few weeks, so um, we loaded up last week with a whole bunch of episodes, uh, but now there's a gap, and you're helping me fill it, so thank you, Jack. And I, I feel honored. Yeah, uh, you're the first guest on Three Songs. I'm a little nervous It's about okay. That. No, it's just you and me talking, man. We've done uh, this a bunch of times, sitting in your yeah. living room, or but usually you're in front of me. That's okay. That's okay. You're, you're, we <laughs> not, not not anymore. Actually, you're on the phone usually. We used days. to we used to live a lot closer, but you know, so th- mm-hmm. this will have to suffice. Uh, anyway, let's let's. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a few questions at you here. Uh, rapid oh, fire. Um, what was the first right. album you ever bought? <clears throat> the first one. Um, the first one I ever like picked out for myself, I got my mom get it for me, was uh, uh, Out of Our Heads, the, the Rolling Stones. Uh, appropriate. You're a big Stones fan, so that yeah. makes sense. That's, that's yeah. good. And that's, you know, mostly covers on that record. Sure. Like, insanely great covers, sure. actually. Uh, I, I never heard, it was one of those things where I knew those songs way before I knew who you know Sam Cooke was or anything. So, uh, but hearing them side by side as I'm older, it's like this is these guys were nailing it. They were nailing it. They were nailing it, and they're still nailing it. Yeah, they're still playing. Amazing. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, favorite band in high school? Oh, that's tough, dude. Uh, you can you can pick a couple. I'll give you I'll give you more than one if you want. I'll give you three. And and you know it's gonna say it's gonna say a lot about me in high school probably, but but Zeppelin for sure. I think I spent a lot of time uh, uh, going page, dude, page, man. <laughs> uh, a lot of that, uh, uh, and um, something that's sort of a uh, 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 proggy. Well, yes, I listened to a ton of yes in high school. I thought it was the best thing in the world. So like what era? What era are you talking? You talking like yes album? You talking tales like, yeah, of t- yes topographic oceans through, or yeah, yes album through like, you know, tales from the top that era right there. Okay. And before too, I really like those first two records a lot. Sure. Uh, uh, 
and and also a lot of Todd Rundgren, tons of Todd Rundgren. It was a big. That was like the family. That was that was the family guy. Everyone, the cousins, the brothers, the sisters. Everyone was just, for whatever reason totally into Todd Rundgren. So was that just solo, or had you discovered the Naz yet? Um. I discovered, when did I figure out, I think my cousin had the first Nas record as well. So I knew that, I knew Runt, you know, I knew sure. the first, very first solo stuff. And of course, Something Anything was huge. Um, and then of course, the Utopia stuff came out. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was weird. But you know, whatever. He's he's still great. Yeah, he's, for sure. still pretty awesome. Uh, all right. Uh, last question, then we'll then we'll get into the music. But uh, uh, give me album, and you can give me a couple if you can't just pick one. But an album that completely changed the way you saw music. Oh, um, <laughs> you can, it's okay, man. We'll probably we'll probably play a song <laughs> a, or two. There's with a some, few. There's yeah. a few. I think. I think because that the album is tough, but I could. I could give you like a couple of specific songs that started like cracking the door open. Okay. And, uh, that works. Um, uh, the replacements had like a, a single on the charts for like a second. And it was like, what well, you be me. Is that the name of the uh, song? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll be you close. Or I'll be you. Yeah. Yeah. Which was like, what is that? And then I heard, cause I've been a small town and you know, this is before the internet and everything else. Yeah, I'd read about R.E.M., but I'd never heard R.E.M. I'd, I'd read about them. I knew they were existed. And then, you know, I think uh, the one I love was on the radio. It was a weird thing because the second I heard it, I, I knew that that had to be R.E.M. That had to have been what I'd been reading about. <laughs> and uh, so there was those little things. But I think, the, like, the whole door wide open was that's, – that's definitely probably Sonic Youth, you know. <laughs> Just shattered everything and – then everything had to get put back together after that. Which album or which record. song? What, what, what was your oh, introduction? Song, I can tell you the song that almost made me wreck my car. <laughs> I think uh, I know this story, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was driving my car and going to the store, and I was by that Safeway on Broadway, which doesn't mean anyone any doesn't mean anything to anyone yeah, else no, other I'm, than us, probably. Sure. But uh, Bull and the Heather came on, and it starts with that you know the guitar thing, you know, ding ding yeah. ding ding ding, bink, and I was like, what? And then when Steve Shelley comes in, I just lost my mind. When that drum beat came in, I just. Lit. I drove up. I drove up like towards the curb and had to pull myself back. You know, <laughs> honked at me and everything. With the shakers on the snare, huh? Yeah, that's what did it. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, huh. that was that was a huge, huge thing because that because I think that got me into. I think that opened the door for. I mean, I think it opened the door for you know like Ornette Coleman, Coltrane, all of that stuff. Yeah, they are a gateway drug for sure. Sonic Youth. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that was, that was, that was, I would say Sonic Youth was probably the, 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 you know, the thing, cool. the thing, the thing that, the thing that, that made me, uh, uh, do whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it makes sense. Knowing, knowing what I know about you, that makes total sense. So, uh, before we get into your, your first song, um, I just, the, the shakers on the snare drum reminds me, did you listen to, I don't can you remember which episode? A few episodes back, 
I played a song by the shop assistants. Had you ever heard anything by them? Uh, no. British, so. British band, mid eighties, all women. Actually, I think the guitarist might've been a guy. Um, but the, oh, I remember that song. I remember it being super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should check out their stuff because the drummer does a lot of like shakers on the snare. Like it, it, it actually made me think of you. So, uh, check out, <laughs> check out some of the shop assistant stuff. I think you dig them. I've, I've done that myself. I've ripped off. Yeah. I've done that, uh, in bands, you know, <laughs> for sure i could i could see it all right it's like oh well steve you know if you're gonna rip off somebody you know rip off steve shelley you know it's good it's good good rule of thumb for sure well the name of the show is three songs and you brought three songs i brought three songs um these uh, the songs that i brought are ones that i i had checked with you i know you hadn't heard before that's okay that's good um you brought a couple that I know pretty well. One by a band I know quite well, but a song I don't know as well. So you're going to start with one that I think probably is, of all the bands we're going to play today, the one maybe best known to, to, to most of the listeners. It's from yeah. an iconic they're, they're band. Not, they, sh- they should be. Yeah, exactly. Iconic band, iconic record. Why don't you give a quick little intro and then we'll listen to it. Well, it's the re- it's the song. I mean, it's the band and, and the song. That song, particularly to me, is like when when people talk about the, the 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 animal part of rock and roll, you know, or whatever. It's just this like crazed, you know, some sort of weird spirit animal thing. It's like that's the song. <laughs> like that's the song. When you hear when you hear the vocals on that song, it's like that's not human. I don't know what that is. That's insane. Like it just. It epitomizes what a lot of you know writers try to write about, I guess. Well, especially at the time, yeah. So uh, we haven't but mentioned you don't this. Think song. about it; it's not art necessarily, but it's but it's rock it's, and roll. It's rock and roll, yeah. <laughs> it's and we're talking about the Stooges, the title track from Funhouse. That's their second record, right? Nineteen seventy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's roll it. Let's sit back, enjoy this one. This is almost eight minutes of rock and danger and sex and dirt and all that yeah yeah amazing hangover and iggy pop here we go funhouse stooges
Stooges, Jack, you you came to play. I did. I wanted to start strong, Mike. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to mess around. Damn. <laughs> it's still, it's but, amazing uh, to me that Iggy was twenty three when he when he recorded that song. It's crazy. His vocals are just the most insane thing, um, and it's weird. I, 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 the reason, I, one of the reasons I picked that, well, a couple of reasons, is that I just got I just got that on like on vinyl recently. And I'd never had, I, I knew it. I mean, I always knew about it for like for forever, whatever, but, and it hurt it, but I never really had it. And um, I went to uh, Green Noise, which I think is a, a, a record store you know about. Yeah. I used to, yeah. uh, when it was in Eugene, I used to work there on Sundays or Saturdays, Saturdays. Yeah. I used to work yeah. there for trade. So they have a new shop in North Portland and I walked in, I was waiting for the Florida room to open. And uh, and walked in, and this is the, the fastest record-buying experience I've ever had in my life. So I walked in, because it's, it's a great store. So I walked in, I looked to my left, and I saw Let Love In. I was like, oh, well, I have a lot of Nick Cave records, and I don't have that for whatever reason, so I know I need that. So I picked it up, and I turned around, 
And the first Stooges record was sitting there, and I said, well, I, probably, I don't have that on vinyl either, so I'm going to pick that up. So I picked that up, and behind that was Funhouse. I said, oh, well, I'm done shopping. It's been like a minute. <laughs> that was it. Perfect. That was it. Like three of the best records ever made. Like, it's like, oh, it's just wonderful. It's, it's this am- is wonderful. Amazing. Well, I mean, I guess maybe you'd had it in other forms or you'd heard it enough in other forms. It's amazing to me you didn't have those three records. I, I, I thought, you know, it's the, the, the Nick Cave one is weird. I never had that record. And the thing about that record is that uh, it's, kind of, it's, like, it's like Thriller or Dark Side of the Moon or something. It's like, you know all the songs on it, even if you don't have it. You know right. every song. Right. Like, here, it's just, it's ridiculously good. But, um, but I, I, don't, I think I had them in, like, burnt CD forms and all that kind of stuff. And, right. You know had it been lost over the years and whatever. But I went a little digging on that song and this album, and the producer of this record is this guy named uh, Don Gallucci. Okay. Ever heard of that guy? The name rings a bell, but I can't figure out why. He was a why. keyboard player in a band called The Kingsman, oh. which brings it back to Portland. Yeah, sure. Where I'm sitting. Right. So 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 I figured out. So I brought this all home. I brought this all right back to Portland, which is where we met. Exactly, because I lived there for twenty <laughs> forever, some odd years. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you mentioned Green Noise. Do you do you want to take a two minute or one minute diversion for me to tell a, a, a silly story about Green Noise? Absolutely. When Green Noise was in Eugene, they were in like the end. They were at the end of a. It wasn't, it was like a building that had a bunch of different sh- shops and, and offices. And in the same building, there was a law firm. And I swear to God, I am not making this up. The name of the law firm was the Law Offices of Johnson, Cram, and Harder. <laughs> Johnson, Cram, and Harder. Those three guys somehow must have said together, we're going to open a law firm and. I, I can't tell you how many times my friends and I, we thought about like, okay, but what about, I mean, there's really no combination in which those names are not hilarious. <laughs> then it's like, well, well, gee, well, gee, Carl, how much is this, how much is this legal fees going to cost us? Well, yeah. Johnson, Cram, and Harder. Right, I right, right. I mean. Uh, he guess is as good as mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, believe me, because I've I've done every permutation. There is no n- unfunny combination of those three names. Oh, it's so awesome! <laughs> and, so I was, and, I was listening to this song on my end, and and um, I didn't hear any saxophone in this version that you played. Was it there? Or is it just I'm listening? I'm it terrible. is. It is there. Um, hmm. Good question. I wonder if, uh, for whatever reason, I'll have to check it on the mix down. Um, I wonder if, for whatever reason, it's only getting one channel. Which, oh, that would that would be not good. Which would be not good because I was hearing the whole damn thing. I was rocking out to the whole damn thing. Uh, but yes. either way, I, I will. Those of you listening. Uh, it will be fixed because I will check it before I upload it. So, <clears throat> but that sax player was Steve McKay. I'm looking at his name right now. Is uh, insane, just yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Like he Over he's on. It's like the sax starts on like the second side of the record and just takes it to this crazy crazy level. I don't know what they were doing. Absolutely. Yeah, but 
Um, what else about that song and that record? Oh, I recorded live. Record. They took their PA system in and basically put mics in front of it and just let them go to town. Wasn't there a box set that came out of like every different recording of that? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like 40, 40 albums of songs that sound almost identical yeah. to each other. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, like here's, yeah. here's take, take eight of fun house, eight minutes long, eight fourteen or whatever. Um, <laughs> does, does it sound much different? Nah, not, well, not, not really. But the thing is like, there are a few albums where people would care or want that sort of thing, but that that album certainly merits that kind of scrutiny. So, understood. But it's wonderful. I wanted to come out with something big, and I think I think it did. You did. I think I, I, think I pulled it off. You did. Well, I'm going to take it down a notch. I'm going to follow it with. Um, this is a woman. Um, she's a French woman who lived in New York for a while, and I think has actually been somewhat discovered and been reissued a bit in recent years. I stumbled on her her debut record from 1979 called Press Color. Oh, God, a long time ago. Maybe before I even met you, 25 at this point, maybe even, uh, I don't want to say 30 years ago. I'm not that old. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I, I discovered it a while back. Um, I, I would say probably 25 years ago, uh, early 90s. And um, her name is Lizzie Mercier de Clue. And I, I think one of the things that tipped me off to her was she was in the New York scene. She was the girlfriend of Richard Hell for a while. And I'm a big fan of Richard Hell and the early yeah. Voidoid stuff. Voidoids, yeah, um, absolutely. So she recorded this album, Press Color. It was released on Z Records, Z-E, uh, which is a subsidiary, I think, at the time of Island Records, probably connected to the whole... Thing that got um, No New York released on Island. And um, she was not on that compilation, but her stuff from that album, very similar, but also very French um, and, and almost like disco laden. It's like no wave mixed with disco. Uh, and I'm kind of surprised you hadn't heard any. Um, no, but I'm totally interested. Yeah. Um, really cool, like jagged guitar. Uh, I'm I'm actually gonna switch it up. I I, I was gonna play Jim on the move. Um, maybe if we have time, it's a short song. Maybe I'll even uh, play that or snippet that after. But I'm gonna jump to a song from her second record, which is called Mambo Nassau from 1981. I think she moved back to Paris shortly after. You know, I guess probably breaking up with. Uh, Mr. Hell, and um, spent the rest of her that, life in that Paris. That had to have been a fun. That had to have been a fun time. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably a very interesting couple, um, no doubt. But uh, but yeah, she passed away sadly um, in 2004. So she's not with us. But she left. She left some really good records around, and they've been um, since reissued. And this is from, like I said, from that second record. This is a song called "Slipped Disc." It's, All right. Uh, yeah. Put put your dancing shoes on, Jack. They, they're on. <laughs> Oh, 
Lizzie Mercier de Clue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd that like that. Great. <laughs> I thought <laughs> you would like that, man. Uh, it's weird. That's, that's sort of those, it sounds so specifically from that time. Yeah. But insanely timeless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's uh, awesome. If the next time, because I'm sure you do this all the time, but the next time you do a DJ set, <laughs> you have to. <laughs> <laughs> That will get everybody out on the dance floor. Leave that to Matheson and Bob Ham. I, I don't get involved in that. That's fine. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, but yeah, you should check out her other stuff. That 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 first record features a number of really good songs, amazing guitar work as well. And uh, when, did, when did that come out? Well, the song I played came in. It came out in eighty one. Uh, her first album came out in seventy nine. It's called Press Color. There's there have been some compilations that have come out. I think they've recently reissued Press Color with a whole bunch of extra tracks on it as well. Um, so you, you it's, it's it's the sort of thing that you can find. I don't know if it's available on vinyl or not, um, but you but can it's out there. yeah you can still find the original vinyl probably for not too much money. I find like I would see cutouts of it all the time. Um, they're probably a little less readily available these days but i can't imagine that they're too expensive so check check it out it features among other things a, kind of a fun it features a, a version of the mission impossible theme and it features a version of peggy lee's fire or sorry no, Both no, of the... not fire um fever oh Pe- right peggy Pe- peggy lee's fever um but Both she, of those are great songs. But she renames it as Tumor. <laughs> you give me Tumor uh, in her in her French. So, yeah, worth 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 seeking out. It worth checking like, out. It's a bad. It sounds like almost sounds like a bad uh, uh, Schwarzenegger joke. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but much funkier for sure. Yeah. Definitely much funkier. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you you brought uh, a few songs. You brought some rock songs. I like that. I. Yeah, I just went straight ahead. I didn't. I didn't want to. Uh, uh, I, I I knew I wasn't going to out clever you guys. That's for sure. It's okay because you guys go. You guys go real deep on a lot of the stuff. It's like hanging out with you know Matheson. It's like oh boy. Nobody knows Matheson <laughs> except for except for like the three people that you're going to tell to listen to the show. But that's cool. <laughs> a- anybody anybody that's. Uh, well, look, we're going to have... They can imagine their own personal Matheson, you know. <laughs> just just if you're listening, replace Matheson with that guy that knows every band by every you know, label yeah. ever. Yeah, ever. Yeah, we're going to have... Uh, Cord and I will go to Ryan's house for uh, Wow and Flutter Christmas, which we always do. and Which is basically us just drinking a ton of wine and Ryan playing his things. How do you even know that this exists? Yeah. Well, that's kind of, you know, this is so that's sort of the idea of this show. It's just, you know, I'm 3000 miles away. So, uh, well, yeah, but that's okay. exactly. That's but okay. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that's sitting there going, how do you even know this exists? <laughs> You're like, let me, <laughs> let me play you this rock song that you probably heard a bunch of times, but I still think is really cool. Well, that's yeah. Right. That's fair. Yeah. yeah well, there we go. So, uh, so you're bringing another, uh, you, you had a Northwest connection with the last song, even though people don't think of the Stooges as having a Northwest connection from a it's producer. There, straight from Detroit. Right. But the producer you said was from... The keyboard player from the Kingsman. The Kingsman. In Portland, right. Oregon. And Portland, Oregon. another 60s 
amazing legendary rock band from the Northwest is who you're going to play next. Yes. The, the Sonics. Yeah. And I just realized why I chose this particular song. And because uh, uh, I originally thought, well, The Witch is always, it's always great. Sure. And then, of course, Cinderella. You got to have that. And But this one has those great drum fills. Yeah. Because... <laughs> And it just kills me. And it rocks. It just rocks. Yeah. All right, let's do it. 1965 for this one. This is like, this is like maybe the first punk rock song. It's it's real damn close. Anyway, the Sonics, Psycho, Rocket. Recording levels in the red on that one, Psycho. Holy cow, Mike, that's rock and roll. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah, Jack. Were you, were you, were you not dancing around? Oh <laughs> uh, well, in my in my heart, I was. I was uh, I was actually eating the last of my um, leftover pie. Uh, apple pie from Thanksgiving, but uh, but I was still rocking out to it. Yeah, that song, do you, uh, it reminds me a lot of the Dave Clark, you remember the Dave Clark Five? Sure. Which was like from yeah. England, I, yeah. I, I think, right? Yeah. But it's like if the Dave Clark Five were tough, <laughs> <laughs> it would sound like the Sonics. Yeah. And I love the Dave Clark Five. But. Yeah. Yeah. No, the and Sonics. the drum fills are awesome. I mean, there are a few Absolutely bands perfect. that were that it's like they just turned the levels all the way up and started screaming 
you know, like that and, stuff wasn't really happening much in the 60s, in the mid 60s, 1965, you know. When did when when did all of that start? When because well, I, tons I, of garage stuff that that I don't know about, and whenever someone tells me about some band, like how did I not know about that? I mean, and I, it's all from '65. Yeah, that's 66. I guess that's true. I mean, it it started it started not long after that. I I mean, you know, you mentioned the Kingsmen. Louis Louis was close to that, but Louis Louis was kind is kind of tame by comparison, and. You know, a few years yeah. later, you had, uh, you, you know, you, you played the Stooges, certainly the MC5, Kick Out the Jams, you know, like. Just, that, was, that was also on my list. I didn't want to, I figured that'd be a little too much. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's, you know, people. You know, crazy. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's just good, good old rock and roll, simple, two minute and 15 second long song, you know, nothing nothing wrong with that and and there no, the, went, went from eight down to two two fifteen so yeah. i think the average is good yeah that was what works. i was going for it works uh and you know that's a band that at the time uh, didn't do a thing as far as the chart goes or at least maybe in the northwest they had some attention but uh, that was not a hit and then well, it was later discovered and you know i mean now they're legendary yeah but it's also it was also in in america like the the it was also the time of the regional labels, you know? Sure, sure. You know, whether it was, I don't know who put them out. Etiquette. Up in, you know, Etiquette yeah, there was record. that, yeah. and there was, there was you know, well, Chess was a regional label, basically, even, even like Sun was, and there's like all those labels back east, those small little things that put whoever out that people discovered 40 years later. Absolutely. It's a wonderful time. Absolutely. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to... Um, Make things a little lighter, you know. I don't know, not too much lighter. Still pretty rocking though. Uh, and I'm gonna take us to uh, not far from where I'm sitting right now. You're you're playing stuff that's uh, over kind of near where you are uh, in the Northwest. Uh, I'm sitting in Queens. I'm gonna play something from Long Island. This is uh, Long Island. Billy Joel. Yeah, no, this is not Billy Joel. But this was no. around the same time as Billy Joel. Completely different sound. This is a band. They put out one record in 1975 and then nothing else. And uh, since I think they're another one that kind of got rediscovered, they had a compilation of pretty much all their stuff come out a few years ago, three or four years ago. Just a fun uh, power pop, punk pop, you know, pre-punk, I guess, but uh, kind of in that same vein. Um, So pre-punk, so it's like the 50s. Kind of. I mean, it sort of sounds like the '50s in a way, but like uh, you know, amped up through the early '70s. Pre, uh, let me put it this way: pre Ramones. Um, okay. You know, so they were they were a New York City area band pre Ramones, but uh, but still, it's, it almost feels like they're singing about the Ramones. This is a band called Milk and Cookies, and the song I'm going to play is about D. I don't think it's Dee Dee Ramone, but maybe let's pretend it is. It's called. Uh, Perfect. Didi, you're stuck on a star.
That's a fun little song. That that song is right up my alley. <laughs> See, you know, I know this. I've known you for a while. <laughs> I know the kind of stuff you like, Jack. So uh, I figured, and, and, and I think it ties really well into the to the, the to the next song that we were uh, uh, that I picked. Good, good. Well, uh, before we get to that, I'll just quickly mention. You know who produced that song? You probably don't. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question that you don't know, so I'll tell you. Um, Muff Winwood, Steve Winwood's brother, produced really? that song. Yeah, um, he's also no. I mean, he was he became a record producer. He was in the Spencer Davis group, but he was a uh, record producer. Produced the first Dire Straits record. Produced some records by Sparks. So I think that's sort of okay. the, the connection there. Um, that ties also into the next song too. So this is this is all working out really good. Mike. There you go. There you go. I see. I'm trying to do that for you. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not giving you. I'm not giving you a lot. That's okay. That's all right. You're, you're playing. So your next song is by a band. Uh, you're going back to Detroit. I'm going back to Detroit. Um, and I, it, I, I wanted to play something by that was was, it was some sort of Mick Collins thing. Yeah. Because. He is just uh, insanely cool, which Mick's I'm not. Cool Mick is all. Awesome. Pretty, pretty. Everyone pretty much knows that. Um, he's just, uh, you know, that that guy's never taken a bad picture. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> but uh, but I, I picked uh, I, I did pick a dirt bomb song, but it's from their it's from their Bubblegum album. Sure. And, this, and is, this is a newer one, right? Apparently they had been talking about doing this record for like 10 years before they finally did it. And uh, it, and I was just looking at Pitchfork, which is a terrible fucking thing anyway. Um, but they, they, they pretty panned it. They did a good job of panning this record, which does totally doesn't deserve to be panned at all. Um, it's pretty inconsistent, but that's whatever. But the stuff that hits on it hits... You'll hear it. It hits great. <laughs> it nice. hits real good. Well, and and well, let's play it, and then we'll talk about it. But um, yeah, Dirt Bombs, like you said, Mick Collins, the guitarist, lead singer, and the song is called "Sugar on Top." Do it.
sitting on a plate You and me, baby, now don't be late One kiss, two kiss, never gonna stop Give me more, more loving with the sugar on top Baby's got the love with the sugar on top Baby's got the love with the sugar on top See, I mean, the Dirt Bombs, they're just, you can't, you can't hate on them. They're just fun. They're a fun yeah. band. Were you, were you, any song that you can do the pony to is a great song. <laughs> I mean, the Just thing with, with the Dirt Bombs and with many of the Mick Collins albums um, or Mick Collins projects, they're party albums. Like, yeah. He's best, probably best known for Ultra Glide and Black, at least the Dirt Bombs are, which is instant party. You put that record on. You're going to town. Everyone's party. Everyone's dancing. Like, it's an instant party. And that's that song... Same vibe, same complete vibe. Mix cool. Yeah, he's he, that is just ridiculous, and it's uh, and, and it was totally a whole. It was like we're gonna make a bubblegum rock record. We're gonna be like the Monkees or the Archies or, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, was it uh, the uh, Fruit Gum Company? Uh, the right. the nineteen ten Fruit Gum right. Gum Company. You know, right. right? But with the fuzz bass, yeah. That, you know, like and with. And with yeah, that's and two drummers, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's you know the yeah. bomb sound um, and cowbell. Yeah, the cowbell on that song, it's insane, drives me crazy. Makes it just uh, yeah, it just the cowbell on that song is just the best. I mean, that song only came out a few years ago. You know, that song that song is uh, by far, we've been playing songs from the 60s, 1965, 1970. Um, that came out in 2013, so. Yeah, that's that's close to current. Yeah, that's good <laughs> enough, good enough for me. But yeah, the Dirt Bombs, I mean, and they're a band, if, if they come to your town, have you, you've seen them live, right? No, I haven't. No, I, we. I was thinking about this. We. I was standing in line for for Sonic Youth at the at the uh, 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 Crystal Ballroom. I called. I said, "Are you going to the show?" And like, "No, I'm going to go see the Dirt Bombs." <laughs> I'm like, "Who's the Dirt Bombs?" That's it. That's the conversation. I think you might have just hung up. <laughs> it's like, Bang. yeah. <laughs> I need to talk like, to come you on, anymore. get out of line for Sonic Youth. <laughs> Uh, go see the dirt. No, bombs. I'm not going to see Sonic Youth. I'm going to see the dirt bombs. <laughs> so what an idiot! Why are you going to see Sonic Youth? Come on, you've seen Sonic Youth ten times. Go see the dirt bombs. Um, yeah, I, I, I saw them a couple times. I saw them at Burbati's Pan. I saw them at Dante's. A couple good Portland regular clubs. Rock are, clubs. Well, yeah. Dante's is still in existence. Yeah. Burbati's is gone. Finally. Well. Anyway, I saw a lot of good shows at Burbati's. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, probably Wow and Flutter shows mostly. Too. Probably Wow and Flutter shows. Yeah, which is of course, as we haven't even mentioned, that's that's probably the band you've been in the longest, right? Wow and Flutter. It's the yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. It's the thing I've done longer than uh, uh, family. It's the only <laughs> I, I've done that longer than any job. I awesome. I see. I was talking about because I because I, I killed it. We, we killed it last year, right? It's done. It's done. It's not on hiatus yeah. anymore. It's done now. Plug, uh, plug no, pulled. It's just done. Okay. Let's pull the plug. Okay. Although we will have one flutter Christmas at Ryan's house. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. still just want to hang out. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it's not like you don't like each other. Oh no, no. That's 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 the opposite. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, just life gets in the way of making music sometimes, but. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. But you're you're recording your own stuff, which is why we had the theme song. And you know, I think I think we might, if if we do this again, if you and I do this again, I think I'm going to throw out a different Jack Houston theme song. <laughs> well, that was you know you know that was recorded in the basement where the Cindy's practiced. Oh yeah, that's the 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 less said about the Cindy's, the better. <laughs> Cindy's the Cindy's did two great shows. Yeah, it was fun while it lasted, but it 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 couldn't last. It, it couldn't last, but that's fine. It doesn't have to, right? No, 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 no. It doesn't have to. It's, it was great. It does not have to. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna end the show. I mean, we'll come back and talk a little bit after this, but I'm gonna end the show with a band from Australia called the Triffids. Um, and I know you like a lot of stuff from Australia. You're a big Nick Cave fan. Um, yep. And uh, yeah. I'm kind of surprised when I'm when I ran a few bands by you. I was sort of surprised you'd never stumbled upon the Triffids. Um, there, this album is from, or this song's from. It's the last song on their album called "Born Sandy Devotional," which is a really, really, really good record, beginning to end. Um, just a good, I guess, alternative rock. I don't know. I don't know, but just you know, rock. Just a good record. Um, and I think it's a, an album that was huge, huge in Australia, but maybe had a hard time breaking through over here, which is sort of typical of things. Typical, yeah. Yeah, but um, I'll play it and then we'll talk about it. The song's it's the last song on the album from 1986. It's called Tender is the Night, The Long Fidelity. It's, it's a pretty little ballad. I knew him as a gentle First night. 
song such a sad song from the triffids well i almost cried but (laughs) (laughs) but it was weird it's a really weird song because it's like three different songs yeah it kind of is melodically yeah it is like the first part it was like what this is like a it was like a like a johnny cash melody sung by by whoever this person is but it was like i was trying to think of what country song that was you know and then it just shifted gears and then it just did it again and it's like what what's it? but all within that little weird bubble little sound bubble that was going it's really nice yeah th- so they were a band that was led by a guy named david mccombs who i think you know similarly probably at the time with nick cave was a very good songwriter you know a a, a good band leader and also incredibly self-destructive and you know fortunately Nick Cave made it out on the other side and turned his life around unfortunately David McCombs didn't and he passed away he passed away in uh, I think it was 99 he was maybe 36 Um, yeah and he lived he lived a hard life Um, it's old it's old for that lifestyle it is it is I mean he had a heart transplant like I think he tried a number of times to clean himself up and it just never really happened unfortunately Um, but he left behind some good music and and some some great music I would say that album in particular is 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 definitely worth checking out Born Sandy Devotional great song Um, but yeah uh, and that's all we got so thanks Jack that's it yeah. Did you just fade out on me? Did you hang up? Or am I No, still I'm still here. Oh, something sounded weird. Are you just cutting out a little bit? Uh, I don't know. It's I don't it's, know what that who is. knows. Whatever. We're but good. That was that was fun. That was fun. Thank you for doing this and and maybe we'll do this again soon. I I, I got some other songs to play for you and I'm sure you've got some other songs you want to throw my way, so. <laughs> um, and thanks everyone I'll, for I'll listening. Have to, I'll I'll have to talk to Ryan. Yeah, you know, consult if you need to. Um, you know, you can go a little deeper, but but I, you know, I, I didn't I didn't even want to try. That's to okay. I think I think that was the thing. It's like, I, you know, what I, I would have I, I felt like I would have failed if I tried to gone deep. It's like, yeah. well, just keep it, keep it, keep it. I don't know. I don't know what I was talking about. I, no, I know. I you, you I know you you can go deep. So. We'll do this again, and uh, you know you'll 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 throw out some stuff that uh, I'll be like, what that? What, what what are you? Come on, Jack. Let's 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 bring it. Let's let's bring it back around here. <clears throat> anyway, I think you. I, I I you know I have a lot of things in mind. This is uh, this is something you start thinking about it. You're like, oh well, 
oh, but then there's all this other stuff. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So, right. so that's where the fun, that's, that's when it gets kind of fun. I it guess. is. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you. And thanks everyone for listening. Appreciate it. Um, Mike, was... thanks for having me on the show. Uh, Bob, I, I hope I didn't fuck, fuck up your spot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, I think, get that guy out of here, man. Yeah, I think, Why did uh, you bring him on to begin with? Uh, you know, I'm sure Bob appreciates it. Uh, <laughs> and hopefully, uh, I'm sure I Bob's... Having fun. It sounds like he's going to have a fun fun trip. For sure. I, I think Bob, maybe Bob's listening. So I'll be, I'll be curious to hear, you know, uh, I, I think he'll, he'll, he'll enjoy it. Knowing Bob, he'll send me a text with just like a big thumbs up or something. Well, I like that. I like that, that, that Bob has opened the show up to like, pure top 40 hits yeah it's done that and i like that i just open it up to f-bombs yeah well now believe me we've done a few you might have missed them but we've done a few so thank you uh, every contribution <laughs> right. helped so uh until next time thanks for listening yes. everyone thanks mike thanks jack <laughs>